One country cannot be allowed to seize its neighbor's territory by force. Russia could end this war tomorrow by withdrawing its forces from Ukraine, breaking its international borders, and ceasing its attacks on its inhumane attacks on Russia, on this by Russia on Ukraine. Whatever you know, the thing. <laughs> you know, you know what I meant. Uh, Volodymyr, Vladimir, whatever. They're all the same to me. Well, happy Thursday, and um, the corrupt Biden family, this email that was released by Republicans on Capitol Hill yesterday is, is huge, it's enormous, it's gigantic, it will be buried by the news media, it goes with the, the video when you're on television, the audio when you're on radio of Joe Biden saying January 23rd of 2018 that he told the Ukrainians they wouldn't get their billion dollars unless they fired the country's lead prosecutor. Why is that? Well, they had accused him, the prosecutor, of corruption, which is kind of what they always do. Whatever they're doing, they accuse you of doing. They Biden Justice Department under Merrick Garland charged Israeli-American businessman Gal Luft of uh, doing business with China and failing to register the Foreign Agents Registration Act, which are two things that Hunter Biden has been accused of doing for several years now. Hunter Biden hasn't been charged, but then they charged Gal Luft, who came forward and blew the whistle on the Biden family with the crimes, the very same crimes, of which the Biden family has been accused. Coincidence. Then we have what certainly appears to be a quid pro quo when you see what was in this 2015 email from Burisma to Hunter Biden and his colleagues saying, hey, we want really senior U.S. government officials to do everything they can to do downfield blocking for Burisma and the big boss, the president, the owner of Burisma, Nikolai. And then, see, that's the uh, email in 2015. March of 2016, Joe Biden visits Ukraine, where he threatens to withhold $1 billion unless they fire the prosecutor that's investigating Burisma. Check that box. Hunter Biden did a heck of a job there. And their investments in him, that is funneling millions of dollars to him, paid off. Paid off uh, very big time for Burisma and for Nikolai. But, of course, putting those pieces together will prove too complex for the New York Times and 60 Minutes. They won't do it. November 2nd, 2015 email right? November. Then in March of 2016, Joe Biden visits Ukraine as vice president. Make sure that the lead prosecutor that's investigating Burisma is fired. Then in January of 2018, nearly two years later, he bragged about it at the Council on Foreign Relations. Chris, nobody had seen this email until yesterday. Why? I don't know. The contents of the laptop have been public for quite some time. But here we are, the United States of America 2023. 
Yeah, looking for positive opinion and support of Nikolai Burisma to the highest level of decision makers. And uh, they got it. Boy, they got it. And the investigation went away, no problem. The money kept flowing to the Biden family coffers, no problem. And uh, Burisma and Nikolai are fine. What a deal. That's how corruption works. Welcome to the Biden family. Just don't call them the Biden organized crime family. Mm-mm-mm. All right, it is also, uh, yesterday was mailbag day, and, and we had news that just kept flowing in during the big radio broadcast for three hours yesterday, and I didn't get to the mailbag, and I wanted to get to the mailbag, uh, but I failed to. Now, there are a couple of, uh, couple of things that I did want to get to about nice things that were, that were sent in, um, and um, some, great, uh, some great T-shirts that I got uh, sent, sent to me by a wonderful listener. Great T-shirts. It's the Luca Brasi Fish Market, um, where he sleeps with the fishes uh, in Manhattan, New York, since 1945. Luca Brasi Fish Market. And uh, two, you know, that's uh, the, the godfather. Oh, that uh, Luca Brasi was the, you know, the guy that killed people for Vito Corleone. And uh, very nice T-shirts. Those are, those are great. And uh, got those from Mike Enright. Mike Enright, who uh, sent those in. Wonderful uh, things, and I and I thank you for that. The uh, Luca Brasi T-shirts, uh, good stuff, and uh, a lot of fun. Everybody loves the Godfather, right? Everybody does. And also uh, from from Chicago, Illinois, I got this got this great. It's called a tire thumper, a tire thumper, right? Uh, from Hardcore Hammers, Hardcore Hammers, and uh, the nice owner of Hardcore Hammers, I met at a politics and a pint in Chicago or an event, a dinner event with WLS in Chicago. And in fact, the owner of uh, Hardcore Hammers, a great guy. I met him. We had uh, we had a beer. We had a nice time. And um, Steve Spencer, the founder and owner of Hardcore Hammers. And he, great, he gave me a great hatchet, a great hatchet, with a very custom patriotic hatchet, which I have at home uh, under uh, under my desk where my computer is. And uh, it's handy at all times. And sent along a uh, tire thumper, which you might mistake for a billy club because it has many of the same characteristics of a uh, billy club from Hardcore Hammers. Very nice. And engraved, it's uh, wooden. And it's, you know, at truck stops, you bang on uh, tires for inspections to make sure it's properly inflated, stuff like that. Uh, But you could also, you know, break stuff with it because it's a, a wooden club. And uh, engraved on one side on the wooden uh, on the wooden uh, tire thumper is a uh, it looks like a Secret Service agent uh, saying Cobra Cobra Cobra, which is of course Secret Service code for Joe Biden's naked again and walking around, which he's in the habit of doing. Cobra uh, Cobra Cobra. And then another uh, engraved um, uh, Secret Service agent with a, a squiggly earpiece and sunglasses and a suit saying clamshell clamshell clamshell, which is the Secret Service code for. Jill Biden is walking around naked. Uh, they like, in particular, Joe, they like to skinny dip. And, uh, you know, so the Secret Service came up with a, an informal code word. Cobra, Cobra, Cobra. Uh, Joe Biden is loose and he's naked and he may be heading to the pool and he may not. But everybody run for the hills. And um, and then Jill Biden naked all over the place, too. Clamshell, clamshell, clamshell. That's the uh, I've confirmed that. 
through multiple sources. As unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. Ah, yes, the unique breakfast tacos of San Antonio. As distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx. The Bogodas of the Bronx, the Bogodas. That's uh, the Bogodas, right? That never lived in a, in a city anywhere, I guess, the Bodegas, but uh, never mind that. Uh, also, mailbag, mailbag, and Kevin Tober pulled together uh, questions from our wonderful listeners. James Peters sent in a question. As a teacher of young skulls full of mush, I had a student tell me, the Democrat and Republican parties made a switch in the not-too-distant past. I attempted to dissuade the errant thought, but I thought you'd love to hear how, uh, I thought I'd love to hear how you would handle such a situation. Now, this is the old Southern strategy thing that the, uh, that the Democrats have been peddling, that they were the party of slavery and the Confederacy and the Klan and Jim Crow. And then magically in 1968, when the Democrats were marauding and looting and burning our cities and rioting and attacking the police, and a Democrat Party presidential campaign volunteer, uh, James Earl Ray, shot and killed Martin Luther King Jr., um, they decided on a new strategy they called it the Southern Strategy. When Richard Nixon won Southern states in 1968, the Democrats were anti-war in Vietnam, even though they got us into the war in Vietnam, first John F. Kennedy and then big time under LBJ. And, uh, but they were rioting and looting and protesting and, and all the mayhem. And they, uh, they decided, hey, wait a minute, we're the party of racism. We're going to have to figure a way to slip out of this like the weasels that we are. So they came up with this thing they called the Southern Strategy, and they accused the uh, Nixon campaign and the Republicans of finding a way to win the Southern states by taking all their racist Democrats away, right? When in reality, uh, there were patriotic Americans in the South who uh, supported the anti-communist war in Vietnam. And uh, even if they didn't support the war in Vietnam, they didn't support the Democrat Party's violence against troops and against our cities and against the police. And so the Democrats lost uh, a lot of voters in the South And the Democrats said, the Democrat Party, National Party said, well, we can use this to our advantage because we're weasels. We're very slimy, slippery, lizard-like creatures. And we can now uh, free ourselves of our own history and pretend that there was a do-si-do and that we, uh, we swapped places and the Republicans now have all the racists and we don't. See? And that was called the Southern Strategy. The New York Times wrote a piece on this years ago called The Myth of the Southern Strategy. And um, there was, you know, lefties everywhere. And if you Google The Myth of the Southern Strategy, you'll find a number of articles and uh, pieces written about how the big lie that the Democrats rolled out in 1968 was nothing more than that, a big lie, in an effort to wash their hands of their own history, like Pontius Pilate, to wash their hands of their own history of racism uh, and the history of racism in America is the history of the Democrat Party, just by the way. Robert Fisher asked, what type of training do you have? Are you prepared for when Jason takes a swing at you at Newsmax? Newsmax is uh, my, my uh, 9 p.m. Eastern show on Newsmax. And Jason Nichols sits next to me on the set, and he's the lefty guy. And, um, and he, does, he, he, he likes to talk a lot about how He's, he's a boxer, and he goes to the gym, and he boxes, and he spends all his time lifting weights and boxing and uh, things like that. Um, and uh, 
you know, Jason is a perfectly good guy. He's wrong about everything, uh, everything, because he's a liberal. And he, he, he's very big on the change of the subject and attack. And, and a lot of times we have to say, well, that's all very interesting, but that's not what we're talking about here. Because he talks about things that are completely non-responsive to the attack. Uh, and he does seem, I've watched it on television, um, it looks like he's uh, seething sometimes and like he's brooding. And then, and then he'll laugh and smile. Uh, we're, we're trying to bring him into the fold of people who are happy. Uh, but when you're leftist, that's a very difficult thing. What sort of training do you have? I, uh, I'm, I'm probably wilier than I look and craftier than I look. You know, I had a few years at Catholic school. And I grew up in a house uh, with uh, six brothers. Beyond that, uh, I wouldn't want to discuss any uh, formal uh, or informal uh, training. Uh, and R. Raw says, uh, you always advertise your Newsmax show on your radio show. Why not vice versa? Do you think everyone who watches knows you have a radio show too? Hmm. It's a very good question. You know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, some people are much more natural self-promoters uh, than I am. I'm not a natural self-promoter because I'm modest and humble like, uh, you know, traditional Americans. It's, it, it is an American characteristic to be modest and humble. And uh, not everyone uh, is as modest and humble as they should be, I've noticed. Now, I've mentioned uh, only once or twice on the uh, Newsmax show that I host a radio show, uh, and, it's, and I think I said the other day, it's the best radio show in the country. I think I said that I might have been a little, maybe a little tongue-in-cheek, but, but only a little. But you're right. I, uh, uh, all raw, I think uh, you're right. I'm going to I'm gonna have to bring it up more frequently, I think. Um, yeah, so we got that. And uh, from David in Silver Spring, Maryland, what is the band and uh, the name of your opening theme song? The theme song. You know, you know what that is. That's Jump Into the Fire. Jump Into the Fire, right? Um, by, Harry by Harry Nilsson. Right, I was thinking Donovan. Yeah, it's Harry Nilsson. Jump Into the Fire. Uh, and did you choose it? Yes, I did choose it. Yes, I uh, There's Is there a story uh, behind Russia's opening theme song? He's got uh, Russia's opening theme song was, of course, you know, and that's a uh, good old what's her name, you know. Um, I don't I don't know the story uh, behind uh, there. Is, he said there was a story behind Russia's opening theme music. Um, and I know that I can uh, hum along with it, but I'm the pretenders. It's the pretenders. Naturally. You went back to Ohio, but uh, yeah, it's um, uh, Harry Nilsson and "Jump Into the Fire." I I chose the song because I liked the drums. All right, the driving drums, and um, and we started using it. I was like, I'm not sure we have enough of the drums in there. I want to use the drums more. I'm not sure we still use them enough. And then I noticed, what is it? It's in the movie Goodfellas, isn't it? It's in the movie Goodfellas. But I only noted that after we started using because we started using it very early on in my radio uh, thing. What do you want to use? And I liked it because of the drums, the driving drums. That's, that's the correct answer to that. Hey, do you have smelly odors in your home or your office you just can't get rid of? You know, some people do. Maybe a smelly teenager. Maybe Michael Moore comes over to the house or something like that. Now you can get rid of any stinky odor with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier. The thunderstorm gets rid of strong odors from cooking, cigarette smoke, litter boxes, trash cans, even leftists. No match for the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. The thunderstorm starts working in seconds to clear any room of stinky odors. Plus, there are no 
costly filters to buy and replace and schedule your replacements. More than 350,000 thunderstorm units already sold across the country. Thousands of five-star reviews on Al Gore's amazing internet. It works like a champ. I've got two at home. During this week, this week, I've got a great deal for you to get your own thunderstorm. Right now, you can save $200 American on three Eden Pure thunderstorm units for your home, for your office. That's three units for under $200. You can hold one in your hand. They're only this big. Just go to EdenPureDeals.com, enter the code CHRIS. That's EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is CHRIS. Plus, you get free shipping, too. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, mailbag uh, questions. Mailbag questions. And gifts sent by nice people. A tire thumper from my friend in Chicago. And the Luca Brasi Fish Market t-shirts. Those are fun, too. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear, around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. There was a uh, big hearing on Capitol Hill with uh, FBI Director Christopher Wray. That's coming up because uh, he uh, didn't tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. He he was very weaselly, and he has that permanent sneer on his face, doesn't he? And my uh, one of my brothers in Chicago texted me very early this morning, especially his time, to say that he had concluded that Christopher Ray was a lion Sacagawea, a lion Sacagawea, <laughs> and uh, and I believe that's true. I, I I agreed. I concurred with my brother's text in responding with another uh, another text, and uh, we've got that coming up. Christopher Ray, the FBI. We uh, we also have uh, have more on unrelated subjects like uh, you know racism. And front door cameras. It's quite a scurrilous thing. That's coming up as well. Our federal agencies. Now, the Secret Service has put out an official statement on their failure Official statement on the investigation of a substance found in the White House. Why don't they just say cocaine? We know what it is. It's not a secret. They're saving it for a surprise later in the press release. On the evening of July 2nd, officers from the U.S. Secret Service Uniform Division found an unknown substance inside a vestibule 
leading to the lobby area of the West Executive Avenue entrance to the White House. That's where Kamala comes in. I think she might be a suspect. The substance was located inside a receptacle used to temporarily store electronic and personal devices prior to entering the West Wing. It says now it was located inside a receptacle. I think that's a, a, a change because, uh, um, well, it's all it's changed many times now. Following the discovery, safety closures were implemented around the White House. They evacuated the White House, and, but they say that safety closures were implemented, right? This response was designed to ensure that the found substance was not a chemical or radiological material that threatened the security of the White House. As such, the substance was field-tested and preliminarily determined not to be a hazardous compound. Unless you're addicted to it, then it could be hazardous. Testing conducted by the District of Columbia Fire Emergency Medical Services Department indicated that the found powder tested preliminary positive, preliminarily positive for the presence of cocaine. See? The substance and packaging were treated as evidence and sent to the U.S. Department of Homeland Security's National Biodefense Analysis and Countermeasures Center. We have a U.S. Department of Homeland Security National Biodefense Analysis and Countermeasures Center. That's what we have one of those, in case you were wondering, which analyzed the item uh, for any bio threats. Tests conducted at this facility came back negative and gave formal confirmation that the substance was not biological in nature. Just say it was cocaine. Why don't you just speak English like a normal person? All right. The substance and packaging underwent further forensic testing. The substance uh, was analyzed for its chemical composition. The packaging was subjected to advanced fingerprint and DNA analysis. Both of these analyses were conducted by the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Well, if you can't trust them, who can you trust? The Federal Bureau of Investigation Crime Laboratory, given their expertise in this area and independence from the investigation. Yeah, is the government governmental enough? Honestly, you people are embarrassing. Uh, you found Coke. Uh, you couldn't figure it out. Is that it? That's a, you would make it like fortune cookie sized. But this is uh, while awaiting the FBI's results, the Secret Service investigation into how this item entered the White House continued. Did you look at the video? Because I, th- I find it is a good idea to look at the video. The investigating lunch you had have a ring camera because those are racist. You know, in your doorbell. The investigation included a methodical review of security systems and protocols. You know, you guys get over yourselves, would you? This review included a backward examination, backwards, backwards examination that spanned several days prior to the discovery of the substance and developed an index of several hundred individuals who may have accessed, as a verb, the area where the substance was found. The focal point of these actions, Hunter Biden, developed a pool of known persons for a comparison of forensic evidence gleaned from the FBI's analysis of the substance's packaging. On July 12th, 10 days later now, Secret Service received the FBI laboratory's results. Soon we'll get those JFK documents too, which did not develop 
latent fingerprints, and insufficient DNA was present for investigative comparisons. You know, the Secret Service is now investigating the hit and run that killed a 75-year-old tourist yesterday uh, at the intersection of Constitution Avenue and 17th Street when the guy ran through the red light, and uh, now the Secret Service is investigating. I, in, in several months, we'll find out that they have not gotten to the bottom of it, even though they have the license plate, a description of the car. There are cameras all over the place. But, uh, you know, you can't depend on, uh, you know, you got the... So, therefore, the Secret Service was not able to compare evidence against the known pool of individuals. Couldn't do it. Just couldn't, couldn't, couldn't happen. You know, it looks like the, the criminal's going to get away with it. <laughs> the FBI's evaluation of the substance also confirmed it was cocaine. See? That's uh, amazing. There was no surveillance video footage found that provided investigative leads. Really, you have no cameras in the West Wing, huh? Maybe you guys should get a, a like a ring camera, uh, put it on the door. I found those to be very helpful. Don't you think those are very helpful? There was no surveillance video footage that provided investigative leads or any other means for investigators to identify identify who may have deposited the found substance, that's the cocaine, in, the, in this area. Without physical evidence, you have physical evidence, the investigation will not be able to single out a person of interest from the hundreds of individuals who passed through the vestibule. It's a vestibule where the cocaine was discovered. At this time, the Secret Service investigation is closed due to lack of physical evidence. You guys are good. How about uh, maybe you should now look into um, who leaked that Supreme Court ruling. Uh, Maybe, uh, and then you can get back to us in a few weeks and tell us that you have no way of finding out. The U.S. Secret Service takes its mission to protect U.S. leaders' facilities and events seriously. I know that you do. And we're constantly adapting to meet the needs of the current and future security environment. That's a very lengthy way of saying, uh, oh, oh, we don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, speaking of racist cameras, and they are many, they are everywhere. The, uh, the racist cameras that uh, you don't want one of those racist cameras, do you? Because they're racist. And um, the good people at Wired Magazine, have you heard of Wired Magazine? It's Wired Magazine. And they, uh, they've got a, uh, they do tech stuff, right? And they, they published a story, what, a day before yesterday? Why we don't recommend ring cameras. I brought it in yesterday, but I didn't get to it. I did do it on my Newsmax program, however. They're affordable and ubiquitous, but homeowners shouldn't be able to act as vigilantes. That's the, and they got a picture of a ring door camera here. Because, you know, they're, uh, they're racist. These cameras are racist. Uh, most of the time, product testing is pretty simple, Wired Magazine writes. If a router is better and has more features, uh, uh, full uh, uh, than another router and a similar price, you know, you give it a better score and move on. Uh, and that's, that's what they say. But now they're, uh, they're very upset because they're concerned that ring cameras, you know, the front door, doorbell cameras, who, by the way, did you know that they're owned by Jeff Bezos? Jeff Bezos bought ring 
the the uh, the these uh, these cameras that from the from he bought the company because he wanted one for his front door, so he bought the company. You know, but this is uh, this is a pretty amazing story. We believe that uh, the the uh, um, they, they've got uh, the ring doorbells and and uh, you can call your neighbors for assistance, contact uh, camera owners for direct footage and Wired magazine. They say we believe this feature should not exist. When we interviewed Nextdoor CEO Sarah Fryer on steps the company was taking to reduce racial profiling. Now, why, what does that have to do with uh, racial profiling? They've been concerned about an issue since ring camera started partnering with police departments, with police departments. And they don't want ring cameras partnering with police departments because, you know, racism. So they, they say at, um, at Wired Magazine that they don't want you using ring cameras because people will profile using their cameras and, you know, enough racial profiling because you can't have racial profiling. And, and it's going to be bad for people of color when people use their ring cameras and someone outside the door is someone who is not white. Now, what if the person is white? See, I mean, the, the camera never blinks and the camera catches white people too. Am I, am I right about that? Don't these cameras just shoot video of the people that are stealing your Amazon package off the front doorstep? Well, you'd think, but multiple members of Wired, Wired Magazine's gear team have spoken to Ring over the years, and the company has been clear, and it's what customers want. And there is no evidence that more video surveillance footage keeps communities safer that's what they say. Well, then we shouldn't have cameras all over the cities in, in America because they don't keep communities safer. Instead, neighbors in this, this feature, neighbors, increases the possibility of racial profiling, makes it easier for both private citizens and law enforcement agencies to target certain, certain groups for suspicion of crime based on skin color, ethnicity, religion, or country of origin. How does grainy video determine your country of origin exactly? How does it determine your religion? Are you wearing a sarong and a, and a turban? Do you have a fez when you're stealing packages? It's a tarbouche, not a fez. It's a tarbouche. And, uh, and, and that's what uh, the Wired magazine people say. It's racist to have a ring camera and have it linked to uh, law enforcement because racial profiling and, you know, what does that have to do with anything? You people are mentally ill. It's video of somebody stealing stuff off your front doorstep, all right? And if there's video, um, it, it might reveal your race, but, uh, you know, your parents created your race. So get over yourselves, you mental cases. Honestly, what is the matter with you people? And country of origin, I like that one best. It, it could, and they built in religion, ethnicity, and naturally, country of origin, because that makes a lot of sense. Uh, 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 uh. Just amazing. And I'm informed also that uh, the Secret Service is now investigating the hit and run very close to the White House, where a 75-year-old man was killed yesterday. But I'm thinking they're, you know, it should be real easy. You got to 
2006 blue Honda Accord and the license plate, the Virginia license plate. But now that the Secret Service is involved, I'm thinking maybe they'll never find out who it was. It's possible. <laughs> Man, it is an embarrassing press release, I think, for the Secret Service. There is no video surveillance, really? Now, you just revealed a security secret there that you can go there and there is no security. There's no, there are no cameras, really? Because uh, I remember when the Capitol, uh, there was a little bit of a dust-up there a few years ago now, and uh, there were like 20,000 cameras in every keyhole, in every electrical outlet, another video camera. But at the White House, I guess not so much. Oh, I see nothing. I was not here. I did not even get up this morning. Ah, <laughs> uh, Schultz. Schultz, I'm telling you. Man, oh, man. Okay, so we got that. Now, uh, we have the FBI. Oh, look at the time. I can't believe it. All right, let's, uh, let's get to whatever Christopher Ray we can. I know you've been hearing a lot of Christopher Ray, but i got to get all this crazy stuff. And, and it's uh, in Washington, D.C., it's Black Restaurant Week. It's Black Restaurant Week. So is next week White Restaurant Week? <laughs> no, no, it's not. They have Restaurant Week every year, but it's not black or white. It's just Restaurant Week. Uh, Christopher Ray, uh, yesterday, he's a uh, lion Sacagawea. You seem deeply uncurious about it, don't you? Matt Gates. Almost suspiciously uncurious. Are you protecting the Bidens? Absolutely not. The FBI well, does you won't not answer the has que- no oh, hold interest on. You won't in answer the question about whether or not that's a shakedown, and everybody knows why you won't answer it. Because to, ev- to the millions of people who will see this, they know it is. And your inability to acknowledge that is deeply revealing about you. It is deeply revealing about him. And uh, a few other things were deeply revealing about him, too. My Midwestern brother calling him a lion Sacagawea. How many illegal FISA queries have occurred under your leadership of the FBI? Huh. Illegal? Well, there are reports that have come out with well, different numbers about uh, compliance incidents. More compliance than a million incidents. Illegal ones? Because that's what the inspector general said. The inspector general said that in the 3.4 million of these queries, more than a million were in error. I'm not sure, actually, that's a, com- a correct characterization of the inspector general's uh, oh, well, findings. Well, I do, you know, it's a, he's not saying that's not true. Well, it's, let me see if I can refine that characterization for all of the illegal uh, Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act uh, requests that we've had and how many of them do not conform with the law. In a field office attempted to spy on Catholic churches and their congregations and frame them as extremists. Why don't we get the information when we ask for it, when we subpoena for it? As I said, we're going to give you a briefing on the internal review, and then we can discuss additional information that may... Because you're going to try to shape it differently, make, make it out that it was kind of okay. We couldn't possibly do that in public. Then the American people might find out what we're doing here. Either and this be- is a director who has all kinds of activity bad activity swirling around him and he's not cognizant of it and he's on up on high and doesn't know what's going on in field offices or this is a director that wasn't truthful and open and honest with us congressman jeff van drew he wasn't open honest uh, he was lying he was evading he was deflecting he was dishonest he was untrustworthy and he had that that sneer on his face, which I think is a permanent condition. That's uh, our FBI. And our Secret Service showed up today, too. Couldn't possibly tell you 
how that cocaine got in there. We don't have cameras or anything. I mean, there are no fingerprints because who leaves fingerprints on, you know, Ziploc bags? We got a long press release. And the FBI, what, Ill- oh, just the illegal ones? Those are the only ones? How many millions? Well, I don't think that's a, an accurate characterization of the number of millions because it was much more than that. John Kerry, former cabinet secretary, senator, a rich guy, married the uh, Teresa Hines, uh, the heir to the Hines catch-up, Hines, Hines food fortune. Um, the family has a private jet. They have foundations. They have private jets. Kerry flies all over the place on private jets talking about the weather. And uh, in 2021, he was asked about you know, the hypocrisy of flying to environmental festivals on private jets. On that issue, pollution, I understand that you came here with a private jet. Uh, is that the, an environmental way to travel? If you offset your carbon, it's the only choice for somebody like me who is traveling the world to win this battle. That's right. It's the only way. He, uh, they, they sold their multi-million dollar estate on Nantucket when it was announced that a wind farm would be built in the ocean off of their, their beach and uh, moved over to Martha's Vineyard, where there will be no wind farm. John Kerry's on Capitol Hill today testifying about the weather, and somebody asked him about his private jet use. I just don't agree with your facts, which began with the presentation of one of the most outrageously persistent lies that I hear, which is this private jet. We don't own a private jet. I don't own a private jet. I personally have never owned a private jet. And obviously, it's pretty stupid to talk about coming in a private jet from the State Department up here. It just, honestly, if that's where you want to go, go there. Yeah, nobody said <clears throat> that you flew to Capitol Hill in a private jet from the State Department at 23rd Street, 22nd Street. Nobody said that, obviously. Um, but that's, a, and he's very defensive. And his current wife, Teresa Hines, uh, the widow of uh, late Senator John Hines of the Hines Food Fortune, And according to the Hill, Washington newspaper, the family owns a private jet. Maybe it's owned by one of their corporations or one of their foundations and technically not in their name. But uh, he's a weasel and you can't trust him. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? (laughs) You pay me more. Jeff Smith teaches on the sliding scale. (laughs) Those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.